You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Second episode of season two. Season three, my bad, sorry. I'm a little <laughs> sick, man. Forgive me. I'm still wearing off the, the yeah, mushrooms dude, from the last here, episode, man. You're, it's funny. Once the, once the podcast gets going, then all of a sudden, you, it's like all that haziness and fuzziness starts going away, and James starts coming alive. <laughs> First Thanks, of all, man. we'd like to uh, shout out to the Container Yard for uh, hosting us uh, for this episode as well. Um, Container Yard is in downtown LA, 4th Street. And it is basically like a museum of uh, graffiti art and street art. Some of the best in the local area as well as some of the best in the world have come and put their pieces up around here. And we're uh, very grateful to Ash and uh, the people here at the Container Yard as well as uh, Landon. Um, Thanks for your help in getting set up and for hosting us here today. Um, Probably going to work on some kind of continual relationship with these guys because they, they promote the arts so much. And we are very, very grateful for them. Um, you know what, dude? We we uh, got, got kind of got sidetracked in the last podcast um, because our our guest was so uh, beautiful and engaging and just so many really good things to say. Um, but uh, we were talking about what we did for uh, how our New Year's was. How was yours, James? What did you do? It was good, man. I went uh, I went on a trip. I went on a mushroom trip, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say where to because this dude's all over the world. So this time you went intergalactic, huh? Yeah, I went intergalactic, man. But, you know, I want to include our guest in this uh, conversation because I want to ask him his mushroom experiences, too. So uh, oh, let's yeah. introduce our guest real quick. Okay. David Puck, welcome. Hi, how you doing? We've, we've spoken before, last time at a Homer Riot's show uh, when we had Homer Riot guest host. And uh, we just want to welcome you real quick, man. Is this your first time meeting Teach? Yeah. Hey, sure. welcome, man. How you doing? <laughs> nice to meet you, man. I am also beautiful and engaging, so good luck today. Absolutely. I don't know what we're going to do here. What were we even well, talking about? We're talking about I'm New Year's, basically. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> so you went on a mushroom trip. Yeah, I took a, it with my buddy. Uh, he had never really done mushrooms before, right? So ah, so you became the shaman. He asked me to be a shaman, man. You, you know, And then uh, I was just like, you know, for me, whenever I do mushrooms, it's like, it's not my favorite thing, man. But... It's an essential thing I think you need to do like every once in a while. As an artist, entertainer, anything like that. I mean, it's been a couple of decades since I've uh, done mushrooms, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm open to an experience at the right time. Everything's got to be kosher, though. You know what I mean? Like I got, you know, the twins and the wife and we got a lot of stuff going on right now. And once we uh, get to where there's kind of not so much going on. Um, you know, it'd be a nice little vacation, but uh, yeah, so, so check one of those out. once in a twice in a three times, maybe in a lifetime type of uh, well, experience. I don't know. I've but done for an artist, you know, it's it's you, you know, uh, each to their own, but for someone like me, I'm not a, an addictive or anything like mm. that, so it's okay to kind of um, you know, check out different things, do some uh, investigating, some you know, um, but uh, my, my New Year's was uh, it was it was actually shitty, uh, mm. literally. Um, because we had a toilet overflow. Oh no! And um, they had to uh, to get the plumber to come out and um, actually had to take the toilet outside and, and clean it out. And dude, it was gnarly. <laughs> it was so gnarly. All good now. All that good. Doesn't sound like a fun New Year's Eve. Man. No, but then basically a couple of days before that, um, and this is actually some good information too here. Okay, um, 
<laughs> I had a dental situation. Um, I have uh, lower back next to the back tooth on the right side. Uh, I had a root canal done on that little puppy, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years ago or something like that. Okay. And that area was hurting. Mm. And so uh, you go to the doctor and come to find out there's, um, you know, some disturbance down at the base of the root. Whoever did the root canal did not do a good job. And because I was, I was kind of puzzling to have pain there with the root canal. You know, usually if you have a root canal in a certain area, it's, you're not going to have that type of pain. Mm. And so it was a little puzzling for me. So once I went in, they're like, yeah, you're going to have to have this root canal redone. Oh, no, that hurts, right? Well, the interesting <laughs> part came in when I went to the orthodontist to do the first uh, phase of the procedure. Mm-hmm. And this is why I, I say this is good information, okay? Because what happened was... Um, I'd done x-rays, you know, and then we, they sent me to the orthodontist and they're like, uh, yeah, they're going to want to do x-rays too. And I'm like, well, you know, that's just a waste of money. You know, you've already got these and like, no, they do different ways of, you know, different angles or whatever. I'm like, okay. But so when I got to the orthodontist and they did their x-rays and I saw their x-rays, the different angles, Hmm. dude, they found a root that they missed. Wow. They, whoever did the root canal on my tooth back here missed a root. So that's why it's still hurting. And, dude, when they opened that sucker up, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed at how bad it stunk in that room. Oh, my God. Like, there was a a cute little, uh, you know, uh, assistant that I was kind of flirting with a little bit. There was no flirting after that. She was, I could tell she was completely disgusted with the the stench that came out of that root that hadn't been attended to. So which would you say smelt better, the overflowing toilet or your old tooth? It was a fight. If you had to smell one of them for the rest of your life. The tooth was worse. (laughs) The tooth, dude, that's that's how embarrassed I was. And I felt bad for these ladies having to deal with my situation. You know, I was apologizing. I'm so so, mad. Yeah. I just, you know, and then the the, the lady, the the, the dentist lady that was the head dentist or whatever you know I, I just saw the look in her face you know just like the little bit of wincing you know when when she broke into the root and it opened up and yeah oh man that's funny to think that smell was inside in the, t- the, in the whole root. time yeah. it was just waiting to just, poop come out yeah and it's such a like, small little pocket it's kind of like a dutch oven you just hold that <laughs> <laughs> you just hold but that fart under the cover it just blew my man. mind that such a little space a root canal, just your little space could hold such a, just a horrific stench like that, man. <laughs> so, folks, if you've got a root canal and you start getting a pain in that area, and you're like, no, it should be okay. Dude, go get it checked out as soon as possible and tell them, hey, take different angles of x-rays because, God forbid, they missed a root and it ended up like mine. So that was like last Thursday. Uh, tomorrow, I got to go in for the second phase. All they did was they just drilled it out, and they put medication swabs down in there with medication. They threw some bleach down in there. I mean, lime. It was, you know, it was like a corner scene. But um, so this time, they'll go in there, and they'll yank all that stuff out of there and then fill it with this stuff called MTA, this fluid or whatever. And then I'll have to go to the dentist, and then they'll take that crown because they just went right down through the crown. <laughs> And I'll have to get a new crown done. So about six thousand dollars later. Jeez. Yeah. So that was my uh, that was my welcoming into the new decade. <laughs> that sounds. Wild. But hey, you know what? Here's the thing. You know what? These are just little tests of of greatness. I that's the way I look at it. You know, yeah. if you're gonna be great and you can't pass these little tests along the way, then you know you just weren't meant to be great. 
Man, I mean that that's that's a that's a pretty crazy New Year's, man. A lot of a lot of shitty stench, and painful. <laughs> a lot of stenches, man. <laughs> Literally. What about you, Dave? What did you do for New Year's, yeah. man? Mine was really good, actually, and much less challenging and smelly, unfortunately. <laughs> I would say fortunately, not unfortunately. Yeah, um, but I guess I'm not on my way to greatness, though, is the problem. All these <laughs> it easy, comes in other ways, day. my friend. There's plenty of ways. <laughs> no, man, I love your work, man. Don't be, Thank you. Don't but uh, mine was really good. I've just, I just flew back from England, which is where I'm from. Um, I mm. was there for three weeks to go and see my family for Christmas and New Year's. So, okay, uh, so what, uh, what part of England? I'm from the border of Wales, and it's called Hereford. It's a really small town. Uh, yeah, just countryside. Like uh, roughly population. The city population of the town is like forty thousand, and then oh, okay. there's a bit more in the countryside around it where I live. So, pretty, okay, pretty small. All right, but then I mean, did you have like any kind of a metropolitan area? Was like any buildings of like you know four or five story buildings? Or I mean, like kind of London's no, like, like three so that, miles away. That forty thousand like not was three miles. Three hour, London's like three hours away, basically. Yeah, if you can drive, you could get there in three and a half. Okay. And then on the train, yeah, like four or something. Okay. So yeah, I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Like in the states, you guys are so much more spread out. Yeah. That um, I think you have a different like even you grow up with a different understanding of distance and of time yes. because people here, they'll commute happily for like two hours a day or something. Whereas in England, <laughs> you've like crossed half the country in that time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and exactly. people are, are you out of your mind commuting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I was growing up, even though I guess comparatively we were pretty close to some other pretty big cities, like Bristol is an hour and a half away, which is big, oh, okay. big for a lot of things like street. Oh, okay. The reason and, why I was uh, asking, you know, like if they're downtown area or whatever is just if, you know, if there was any graffiti in that area when you were growing up. Not really. There's like nothing. I because I, when I and when I was growing up, I wasn't like super tuned into it. I didn't really know much about it. So going back now to see because my parents still live there, I was walking around with such a different mindset of like, where would you paint if there's anything already up and basically nothing. Well, so wow. an untapped spot. Next time I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I was considered David a muralist, right? Would would, would you say well, the that's portraiture wrong? work? I've noticed. Um, Pretty, your work is pretty much uh, portraiture. Uh, amazing, yeah. amazing work. Um, Thank you. And uh, it's like you use different um, color patterns and, and ways of expressing uh, the facial features. Um, and I, the, the one artist that comes to mind, you, you ever heard of Ben Slow? No, I haven't. Um, does amazing portraiture work as well, kind of layered work, some of the, uh, like some drips in it as well. Oh, nice. But um, your, your work is much different than his. Yours is much more colorful. Um, and I don't believe Ben does his work on the uh, street, as far as I know. I think he just does mainly studio work. Okay, nice. Yeah, but, um, I love look, I love I seeing you. What's, I your, what's your main? I just, I just pulled up Ben Slow, and I guess he does do some murals too. Oh, just, he does. Just, just letting you I know. I think everyone does now. I, I well, feel I like I never so. meet. I mean, a painter really, anymore. I, I would <laughs> really hope so. The more uh, artists I see doing uh, public work, I think the better. You know? Yeah, it's great. Oh, I've seen that Audrey Hepburn before. Okay, uh, so of Ben's. Yeah, so I've seen his work. I just didn't know his name. Yeah, I mean, you at know, the you end... You see how Ben's work is more muted? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah, it's not as finished colorful. and muted. I, I kind of like... Um, I, I, I favor uh, David's work a little bit more just because I, I have an appreciation for the ability to, you know, use the least amount of work to represent, you know, uh, a feeling or uh, emotion or uh, rend uh, rendering or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a highly you know, uh, executed, you know, well done, like a photorealistic painting um, takes tons of work and everything. But, um, you know, 
I, I've, I've always had an appreciation for people who can, you know, kind of do just enough to make it look almost like that with just simple brush strokes, like the impressionists and stuff. Yeah, like definitely. That. Or like Sajin like or something like that. Well, I love that your use of color too, man. It's so like warm you, you know i'm compared especially compared to the artist that you just mentioned david yeah, slow yeah I that's mean, what i mean uh, ben slow earlier you know what i mean so it's like you always have these like nice friendly lavenders and like pinks and things like that that yeah. like really make it pop man so like um thank you but uh yeah, yeah man just tell us a little bit about like i mean i guess like um as an artist first of all yeah, yeah. when when you were growing up what what was your first incursion towards art I, it was one of those things I just did since I was a really young kid. Like I, I could, my earliest memory of drawing yeah. was that w I would always add little drawings to our like when you're five, six years old, you have to do a little bit of writing and I would add a drawing even though like the teacher wouldn't ask us to do it. And nice. then she'd be like, oh great, extra crayon drawing. Hell and that, yeah. that's the earliest time I remember me kind of going above and beyond to like make art, make art a part of like, everything I was you doing. You take the little corner and then draw like a circle and kind of like a sun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, some, get some extra house points, extra effort. I see. Yeah, 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 but, um, for sure. So I just remember always doing it and I loved it in high school. And then from but I was doing all the other like subjects as well, obviously, like we all do. And then from 18 to 25, I didn't really do that much at all. I took like a big break and life like took me on some other tangents. And so it's just been the last like few years that I've come like heavy back into it. So um, it, that was a really interesting process of like it being my like initial passion, but then kind of having this, what I think is quite long. Some people go even longer before they come back to the things they love. But uh, for me, it was like this big rejuvenation. I was living in Germany at the time. I just moved to Berlin. Oh, and wow. I just had this like feeling of, I really felt like I was like 17 years old again. And I was like back in that space and just like, it was like, probably the most like spiritual, I'm doing quotation marks while I'm saying this, <laughs> this is a podcast. Um, <laughs> but spiritual experience I've ever really had. Uh, well, let me ask you, in, in the seven years, were you trying to like be an adult basically? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all, I mean, I've been there too, man. You I know mean, what I mean? I'm from like... <laughs> I like to call it broadening your um, your palate. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You, and I giving yourself had, some culture, some, some palate to... I had to a lot of experiences that I still draw upon now. Exactly, and I did a lot I mean. of things that... So I definitely don't regret taking that path. But um, yeah, it definitely speaks to where I'm from and like my family because like I'm from a small town. My family is pretty conservative. They're like becoming more progressive as as i guess they have to deal with me <laughs> <laughs> well you, you say your family so you got a, a mom and dad sisters brothers what do you got yeah i'm an older brother and two younger sisters so six of us and then we have so a huge middle child extended dude. family yeah you just wander around and people are like oh you're missing you're yeah <laughs> bouncing around i think i was a pretty um i apparently anyway i was quite a like reclusive child i really liked kind of playing alone and just like going off into the fields and walking around and i was very in my head i'm just i, and I still am like i'm i think a lot about everything i'm really into philosophy and psychology hey, and a lot of that informs we're gonna have a good podcast man <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, it's, that's where you know you learn to draw from uh, from your experience and, and and you know use it in, in your in your artwork. Definitely, yeah. And the work that I'm doing. So as you like, uh, we're talking about a lot of it's been like straight up figurative portrait work. But what I've been doing now is moving, including the last mural I just did while I was in London. Is it's moving more and it still has that as the base, but then moving more into collage and bringing in text and different elements to have more of a like. Uh, explicit narrative and um, because like the main inspiration in my life and work right now is all about mental health awareness nice. and um, really like pushing for that conversation and like trying to 
help people feel okay to talk about it and to, and to get into it because it's been so influential in my life. Um, like, especially this last year, it feels like I've transformed again, having those spiritual experiences of transformation that's been happening. Well, that's so, great. Yeah. So, I mean, who are these, you know, portraits that you're painting? Are they like characters that you come up with that you see in your head? No, most of them are based on real people. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of them. So all the work that I do is based pretty much every, like 98% are based on queer people. Okay. And then occasionally I'll do one of like a family member. So I'm like, okay, you can have a pass. <laughs> you don't have to be queer. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me ask you. I mean, um, when did you come? Uh, came out to your family, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, when did you? No, actually, this podcast is me coming out to them. <laughs> I'm going to tell them to listen and be like, surprise. <laughs> hey, I mom. think they, they probably listened on the last podcast with the other uh, homo riot, all the other queer yeah, artists. Um, they, they probably they, may they have like, homo riot. What does that mean? It's like nothing, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, uh, uh, is it hard coming out to your family? I mean, being from a conservative environment, basically. Yeah, it it was. Even though they they ran with it really well, and like I said, they've become. What age were you when you? Like, uh, I think I came out to friends when I was eighteen, and then to my family, my like parents, when I was twenty one, twenty two. Okay. So nowadays, that's pretty late. Um, again, like. Uh, yeah, it was something that it took me a long time to come to terms with. And um, like still throughout my 20s as well, it's like a really it's an interesting thing for queer people. It's like we go through a much, sometimes a longer process of discovering ourselves and growing up because we've had to hide who we are for so long. Sure. It's actually, there was a viral post that came up on every single one of my the people I follow on Instagram. And I can't remember who it is, which is annoying, but they just uh, it was a series of tweets where they were talking about that exact idea that... Um, as a queer person, you basically live like your half self for so much of your early life because your parts of it are you, but a lot of it is you trying to just um, fit into or like just survive within a space that's not really made for you. Um, and then as you're an adult, you're trying to work out, well, what, what parts of those were me and what part of those was me pretending? And it can be a really long process. And I feel like I'm pretty much there now. I mean, all of us, like all humans, we're constantly evolving all the time anyway, no matter what theme that's centered around. But um, I feel really good about it now. That's and I'm good. in shows with people called Homo Riot, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love my brother Homo Riot, man. We're from this about yeah, uh, 30, 30 minutes away from each other where we grew up. He's and, so uh, good. Yeah, no, he's a great guy, and I love Brett. Yeah, he shout out. He might be leaving L.A., though, which would be sad. Well, you know, he always has He'll a always home, come back. Man, you know what I mean? Yeah, his I home hope is, so. Yeah, definitely. I feel like he's made his mark here in the street art community quite a bit, man, and, uh, you know, definitely one of the uh, uh, queer community pillars in the street art world, man. Yeah, he, and such a I mean? nice guy. Yeah, definitely. I got a question for you, David. So when was the first time you did a, a piece in the street? Like uh, in Germany, three so three years ago. Okay. Yeah, you're so talking I'm about Berlin, new. right? So, yeah. So check this out. One of the things I always hear from Europeans is that like Berlin right now is like booming in terms of like artists living there. Basically, it's like um, people always say it was like Amsterdam in the '90s. You know, yeah. but, but kind of like, would you say that's kind of like how it is right now? Yeah, there's been a huge uh, like excitement around Berlin Fair for a long time now yeah yeah people are, and it, it feel when you're there it definitely feels like people are flooding in from all over and every it's like a snowball of creativity and like excitement and definitely what people led to uh, what led to you doing the the first piece like how did you like come about oh i'm gonna do this here or like uh, how did that happen the first ones i did were in europe there's a lot more like open graffiti walls 
And I've seen that Santi Public Gallery here have just um, started doing one, and there's one over in Venice that people use. But I, I didn't stumble across like as many here. But in, so in Berlin, there's quite a few. So I, I first started doing that, and that's where I met like my first graffiti friends was was then because I didn't I didn't know anyone like a lot all my friends growing up were artists but like I said in Hereford there wasn't anything so and I didn't know anyone who even did graffiti until a few years ago (laughs) and you know Berlin right now like uh, um, it's just like I said there's so many little areas actually underneath the train pass areas kind of like you see a lot of like it's just vibrant you know you know we should we should take a trip there sometime man if you know some artists yeah we would love to Know, yeah, any any uh, Berlin artists, uh, graffiti artists out there, um, hit us up, DM us, um, or if you're someone who knows uh, an artist in Berlin that would be down for being on the podcast, please DM us and and hook us up because uh, we'll probably be going there at some point this year. Yeah, it's so much fun there. You're gonna have a great time. Yeah, well, I've I been mean, before. It's it's been. Uh, Teacher's oh, wife is nine, so. nine nine years ago or so, something like that. Oh, great! But um, where's your wife from? She's uh well she spent most of her life in Frankfurt. Okay. Um but she uh Greece and then she spent some time in London. Um but mostly in uh, in Frankfurt. Um so yeah, I've uh I I I love um how organized and how driven, you know, she is. And um so yeah, I look I look forward to, to going back and, and definitely going to Berlin. Well, we did um, some uh, art in Nuremberg too at a show, trade show, basically too, yep. right? And then one of the things I just noticed about like German and well, let's just say like German and French. I, I haven't honestly, I haven't. It's it's a shame I haven't seen too much of the. Uh, it's on my list, but I haven't seen too much of the British uh, street art scene actually. But you know, the, just the throwies, just in general, just everything is more high quality, man. You know, what I mean, they put more like work into like. I'm going to make this look like extra crisp and nice. You, you know, I mean, like a lot of the street artists, not, okay, not street artists, just like taggers, let's just say here, you know, you'll see a throwy and it's just like poor quality. You, you, you know what I mean? But like you, you'll, you'll never find like a low quality throwy. In yeah, <laughs> I've, I've actually noticed that as well. It yeah. seems like in Europe, they, they tend to take a little bit more pride and time and care in their vandalism. <laughs> and um, it's kind of, well, it's uh, I've, I've also noticed it's similar with the uh, their fashion and what they how they dress up and how That's they true. present themselves in public. They, you know, it, it's not uncommon to see these guys hanging out in a, in a blazer and a button up, um, you know, with a tie or something like that. Um, and they're not working. You know, they're just like hanging out and they're dressed up, you know. And so that's that's the way it seems like most uh, Europeans are. Um, they're just, just more casual in America, a little bit more. Ca- would you say so? Yeah. yeah well, I'm wearing a three piece suit right now and you guys are just here in your pajamas. So. <laughs> Literally, I'm very disappointed. James and I are wearing warm up pants and hoodies. And, and I've got my top hat and cane. And he's got his... <laughs> is that Hugo Boss? I, no. I, I think with the accent, it's totally... I'm just saying... They can the, visualize. The people mind, can definitely you know? visualize it right now. They're, they're, you and I are just sitting here in our warm-ups, and he's just totally outclassed us with his... <laughs> with his top hat and canes. Classic it was, No, it's Kenneth Cole. No, it's Hugo Boss. It's I actually... Like I always do want to wear nice... Not like fancy clothes like that, but my nice clothes, the clothes I actually like to wear. I want to wear them when I'm out painting and stuff, but then I just ruin them all. They will get covered in crap so and that's a problem yeah, yeah. And i got a question so have you ever done uh any of your pieces uh without permission uh not really yeah we talked about this um before i've done like some like graffiti and tagging like fucking around before but in terms of like what i make 
it's just ne it's never really appealed to me because like i i like to spend a, i really like spending a long time i was about to say really that yeah like the flow like honestly flow is like the main reason that i paint like it's nice that something comes out of it and now i really appreciate it as a vehicle for communication and connection with people yeah. but my the reason i started doing it was because it gets you in that state of mind where you're meditating yeah, therapeutic you feel great yeah totally yeah and um, so I really want that. And I never felt like maybe I could oh, have found a way to You can't do that when you're fan. I mean, you're like, you got looking over your shoulder and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> but so wait, no, you did do some little bit of tagging. In yeah, I've done it before. Oh. <laughs> but like. Did you, did you have anything that you wrote like consistently? Oh, or? just crap. No. Just like C -R -A -P? whatever. <laughs> he just no. drew, he's just Oh, dicks. just. Oh. Like, <laughs> dick and balls, hairy balls, maybe. Yeah, all the time. Can't get it out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. We would get shouted at all the time because I obviously like had no idea what I was doing because I was just fucking around. So we would do it in spots where people would see us straight away. Like in Germany, we got shouted at all the time doing it. So that put me off even more because I was just like, I don't want people shouting at me. It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to show how much of a badass I am and how gangster. Well, yeah. Oh, I don't care about that. No, I was. I don't think I can ever pass as gangster. So <laughs> what's the point even trying? <laughs> I've, I've seen. I've met some dudes before that you never would have thought and they're like the, they're cat banging you know just yeah i didn't even know what that means cat banging <laughs> i don't it doesn't i i put two things together um oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> i thought this is just some like queer term i'm not familiar with <laughs> but you no. know actually what i am gonna start doing is um i'm gonna start wheat pasting okay that seems to like and the guys from queer streets so like jeremy novi and tom Raya and all the rest yeah. of um they all Friends i would like show, yeah. yeah they're all down to like uh take me out so i don't get shouted at <laughs> <laughs> well you still might get shouted at but here's the thing if you got someone with you it's a lot easier to deal with yeah especially someone like brett like homo riot like he's a big guy you yeah, know we, what I mean? we gotta give a shout out people to are the, not gonna fuck with homo riot <laughs> yeah or jeremy Nova, man those are oh very, no very no, big. <laughs> big strong guys yeah one of the things you know what we gotta give a shout out to the uh, you know la street queer community man they've been so supportive of this podcast and just like yeah, they have that you guys man we really appreciate you guys support so uh you know and, and any artist that you feel like we should uh get to know man just uh, send them our way we're really happy to do that uh uh streets are queer show last time um yeah that was fun yeah man and uh uh but let's talk about that for a little while um i mean like you know in in the queer community i mean is it more edgy to be like a street artist i feel i feel like or you know there's a lot of like i would say like uh gallery artists you, you know what i mean but I, i'm just saying like is it popular is there a huge queer street art community because obviously you know we're supported by quite a few people yeah i feel like it's something that in terms of us all getting connected has mm. come about quite recently at least in that group that we're talking about in yeah. la yeah because i uh there's a guy who was at the show as well dusty rebel and he's making yeah. a documentary about queer street art, and he has an instagram yeah okay you know so um, I really feel like it's, he was like the linchpin for connecting a lot of people because through mm. like researching for the documentary, he got in touch and connected people from all over the world. And like I've stayed with him out in New York and I met like oh, a, wow. a load of people when I was there. And I, I only found out about him originally because of someone else who, from Denmark. Um, and we happen to be thrown together. That doesn't usually happen because there's so few of you that like the chances of bumping into each other isn't usually yeah. going to happen. 
and then I feel I feel like um, that's that was a big like catalyst for something like uh, Homer Riot show happening. Yeah, definitely. I didn't yeah. Know that. There's that's a lot cool. of people at that show too. I saw some pictures, man. I mean, that that's what we really want to do too. Just basically, just connect all the artists because there's so much going on on the street. I mean, teach. And Homer Riot are from the same area, and they were getting up on the street for like a decade, and they finally got a chance <laughs> to like really, really from the same area. Yeah, sit down and have Bloody. a conversation, man. So that's like, that's like the cool shit we like. We kind of want to uncover on this podcast, basically. Yeah. Definitely ways of connecting people and like forging community, especially in when we're in niche communities like street art or any type of queer community. It's like, it's not like there's that many people doing it. So yeah. any way that we can like come together. I'm really fascinated by. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just weird just meeting people randomly on the street and feeling like you know them a little because you've seen what they've posted <laughs> kind of yeah. like on the street, you know. One of the other, um, the postman, um, I believe he's queer, right? I don't know. Okay, no, I, I, I would say My radar is failing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just know he was included in that show, basically, but, you know, he's been... Oh yeah, here we will be then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe he's not. <laughs> if he was in Queer Streets, I think. <laughs> maybe so. maybe he's not. I don't know. Actually, I don't. I'm sorry. Shout out to Postman, man. I love your work. That's what we're talking about. I was just. We accept you, no matter <laughs> how so queer just, you are. We're at <laughs> we're at the container yard, and we looked across the street, and then, um, you know, there's one of his pieces, man. Today, Teach, he gave me a. Um, Sticker with sticker Franklin with Franklin on it, man. So collaboration like, with Franklin. You know, it's just so cool, man. And then I just feel like, dude, I already know. I even though I haven't met this guy, met him yet, it's because I've seen all the stuff you posted on the street. Like, in, you kind of at least know what this guy's a little bit about. You, you know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, that's what's cool about the street art community. Oh, I was like, you know? you know, when you eventually meet them, because. Uh, you, you have kind of like a rough idea of what they might look like. No, you know? no, no. You never do, man. Or you well, imagine it in your head. You yeah, know? it's like a rough <laughs> thing. And then once you finally actually see them in person, you know, rarely is it anything what you thought it might be. Yeah, you no, know? definitely. Yeah. So, but it's always interesting to find out and then connect them with, with the artwork because, you know, for a long time, this, this just didn't happen. You know, people were getting up and it was just graffiti and there was no blogs. There was no way of really getting in touch unless you were part of a crew. Yeah. You know, and then if you were part of a crew, then you're probably battling another crew. And there's usually, you know, some violence involved or some kind of gang activity or territorial shit or something like that. Yeah. So it's nice to see the how it's how it's evolving. And uh, also you said you, that you're kind of evolving with your uh, with your art as well. Like, you're yeah, starting, you're, you're starting to include some new elements. Yeah, I just did the. F- well, actually, one of the ones I did at Queer Streets was a little bit like that. It was a collab with uh, Hugo Girl and Homer Riot. So they did some pasting and then I painted over the top. And that was bringing in a bit more like some other elements and collaging a bit. But no, the, fir- the first like proper version, I just did it in uh, this last week in London. So while I was visiting, I started reaching out to people and I got in touch with this uh, agency called Global Street Art. Mm. And they're about to, they're in the process now of they're going to be doing London's first ever like citywide mural festival in september which is really exciting and they do a lot of stuff so if you're ever in london if you reach out to them september seems like it might be the time to go over there yeah actually i'm hopefully i did talk to them about it so hopefully that will be something that's happening but um for anyone who's in london if you if you reach out to them they're really good guys and they'll like try and hook you up with a spot and with stuff like that uh global street art Global street art. Yeah, they're a really big page. They have like 300,000 followers. Okay. Now, now, um, let me ask you, actually, let's talk about the UK street art scene because, like, um, to be honest, for me, I always think fucking UK, man, they have, like, the best shit for a lot of stuff, man. Okay, music, 
Well, Banksy, that's where he well, came yeah, out. Of yeah, UK, exactly. So, I mean, I was going to, yeah. Top the, of the line right top there. Top of the line right there, Banksy, right? I mean, there's so many good like UK street, street artists. You know, I say top of the line, but let me just, um, I guess, clarify uh, a little more. Um, there's actually people out there that's better than him. You know what I mean? He's and, the most congratulated. <laughs> he, he is the most accomplished. He's been to the, the, the craziest spots and, and locations, so he's always been able to combine, you know, his piece with a, with a location, unlike anyone else has ever been able to do it. So that's kind of where he is, you know, steps above. But there's, you know, there's other stencil artists out there that are better. Um, in the UK, man, in Bristol, shout out to uh, Angus, man, John Doe. Those guys have, like, really, really great stuff, man. I don't know. Have you been to Bristol to, like, check out the scene? Because, I, I mean, it's on the list, man. I just haven't got a chance to go yet. You yeah, know? I've, spent, I've spent quite a lot of time there because it's, um, it's my side of the country. And uh, a lot of my friends are from there. And, uh, yeah, so I've out of the – because since – I've been out of the UK for the last like five years. Mm -hmm. So the whole time that I've been painting properly, I've been out of the UK. So that's why this piece just now in London was the first piece I've ever done there. So that you, so the the time that you were in UK, you're absorbing a lot of the, that was during that seven year gap that you're talking about, right? Yeah, I was okay. there. Well, until I, I was there till I was like 23, 24, and then I left. So, um, I mean, is yeah, I guess I got a sense. I feel like it's so different when you're in it and you're because I think I was probably the same as anyone else. That I didn't walking around. I would be absorbing. I would be absorbing painting and I liked what things looked like, but I just wasn't I didn't know who anyone was yeah. or I didn't th I didn't have it in my mind of like, oh, what would I do or how would I engage with like with um with buildings and with these spaces and so i think it's a whole other level of like those are engagement. questions you come to like later on when you're like developing as an artist really you, you know yeah. what i mean like when you're just absorbing it and it's like it's kind of like seeds of inspiration almost you, you know what yeah I mean? and i tried to get with the global street art guys i tried, i talked to them a lot about what is the culture of uh of street art and muralism in the uk because i really i really don't know so I'm I'm a really bad person to talk to about it. Cause <laughs> I'm starting to learn. Well, yeah, um, I mean it's it's a great opportunity, man. It seems, and I think like for sure, whatever you end up doing, man, you know, you'll make it like kind of fit in, man. Yeah, I think uh, I would like to do more in the UK. It's like I'm I like going back there. So we'll see. How's the scene different from um, LA though? I mean, like, is it like it's everything's more walkable, right? So it's kind of like uh, in LA, you got kind of got to get up really big, man. Or, or yeah. Else? The well, the, because the first thing I would have thought, although apparently this isn't as much of a problem, but in in London, there's not that many buildings that you can even paint on, because mm. like here, like every building in LA, it feels like it has massive blank space, or it's <laughs> or it's just a, the type of building that you would be able to paint on, especially whereas, in downtown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas in in London, like everything's really really old buildings with crazy ornamentation and like loads of obstructions, so it's like. And then a lot of that is in spots that are so busy, the streets constantly have people that it's not. It would be very difficult to try and so paint. So, what there. makes Bristol mm. like kind of like a like a hub for it? Like, does it have less old buildings or more factories or? Yeah, I guess the type the type of buildings can change, and then it's also like I feel like it's one of those snowball things that it's part, and that's why I like talking to people about the different cultures of spaces because if people are more open to it, then that like snowballs on, and more people start doing it, and it becomes becomes this thing whereas i feel like it's other places if they're not open to the idea of it if if because i think a lot comes down to whether people are attracted to a space and if they feel comfortable and and then you end up yeah with spots like berlin or bristol that they have that reputation so then it just like explodes mm. to the point of it yeah but no because honestly you'll talk to like 
if you're not in the street art community and you like say, hey, have you ever been to Bristol? People would be like, what the hell's in Bristol, man? <laughs> you know, they'll be like, there's. You mean <laughs> Bristol Farms? Yeah, I was just there this morning, got some groceries, <laughs> nice latte. You know, I mean, it's not normally a spot in like uh, UK that, you know, people kind of make a stop for basically, unless you're in the street yeah, art community. Yeah, they, they are really good for music as well. Really? And if you're kind of like a hippie, like they're the. They ha- they're one of the only spots that has like a big green party present. So like if you're into any of that, just like alternative. Like, yeah. If what kind of music are you into, you man? Know about um, I can't listen to anything. Like I really like calm. Like I'm crazy. So I need <laughs> things to calm me down. So I, I love like classical music. I love folk. Nice. nice, um, nice. You're only crazy until you meet someone crazy. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, so you like a lot of like, you know, I was saying about the UK, man, like for me, at least, you know, you know, you, a lot of people have different opinions, but beer, UK has got some of the best, man. I mean, a lot of people think Germany, but for me, UK, you know, think about it, you know, a lot, there's a lot of good beers from UK, man. Music, classic rock, you know, I mean, some of the best bands ever, man, you know. Street art, bam. You know, I'm, okay, yeah. the food's a little bit lacking, but if you consider it... In- yeah. <laughs> What's up with the food? If you consider Come on! It, if you consider it's- it an international place, you know what I mean? They have some, you know, if you're going to go get, like, Indian food, it's great. You can find yes. good Chinese food. Yeah. You know, and, hey, you know what? I like meat pies, man. I get down with pies, but man. But English Shit. food, dude. I mean... You know, they not stuff... A fan. What is... What is... Uh, what'd you say? Are you not a fan? Fish and chips. Are you a fan? Uh, I am... Uh, I'm terrible. I'm like the... Pudding. I'm the type of person that would... You know, like Huel or Soylent, those like meal replacement Soylent. powders. <laughs> I like use those. I so I'm terrible. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, not, a, not a good reference meal, meal point. Meal replacement space. <laughs> but I you just, know that's because maybe that you grew up with the terrible food. Yeah, yeah I hey, never so. developed a joy of food. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of folk bands do you like, man? I mean, just curious, or are you more of a classical guy, basically? I just I listen to whatever. Like I love. I, it's so bad. You're putting. You're painting your mural. Like you know, what do you put on your headphones? I, l- I love. I love Mumford and Sons and oh, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of vibe cool. where it's just like relaxing. I love Ludovico, Ludovico Einaudi, who's like a modern classical composer. Mm, okay. um, and then I like musicals. I just went to see Mamma Mia on the West End with my mom, nice. which was very cute. <laughs> She's nice. very appropriate. Yeah, she loved it. It was great. My dad didn't want to come. He waited in the hotel, but then we Did we you went. watch, what did you think of La La Land? Uh, I haven't seen it. Oh, man. No. No. I don't really, I'm not big on, I don't really watch a lot of movies or like all of my pop culture comes from drag. So everything that I know about celebrities or actors or sing or whatever, maybe not so much singers because I do like music, but um, any of that comes like via drag. So if a drag queen has made fun of it, I know about it. <laughs> Otherwise, I just, I really don't know that much. So it's kind of weird when I'm in LA. It's like, people I don't know anything like, about oh, drag queens, like, man. Recognize all these people. And I'm like, one of the people from the office was on my plane on the way over. And this girl I was with was like freaking out about it and I was <laughs> like oh okay <laughs> I wouldn't have known but that, that's bad and I like t- told my brother and he was freaking what, out so, uh, so I'm just oblivious why are Jack- <laughs> oh dude I'm, I'm, I've been oblivious to these uh, YouTube channel stars you know? okay yeah like uh, just recently I um, I don't know I watched a couple of videos uh, that were just crazy because they were like giving away <laughs> money uh, to these whoever could have their hand on I don't know I think it was a, a pile of money and um you know it's it just gets you know kind of crazy what you, you just you get curious you know it's almost like watching a car wreck or something like that and then come to find out it's mr beast you know who mr beast is 
Nah. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know who the fuck he was either. <laughs> um, is that the YouTuber? He's the number one YouTube channel guy. Like the guy that does the toy reviews? No. Ah, because no. that's the number one earning YouTube channel, like for money, is this little kid that does oh, yeah. reviews of toys. Yeah, no, I know. My, I dad, know. my dad told me about that. No, I was going to say, I asked you earlier, I was like, it's kind of like PewDiePie or somebody like yeah, that, PewDiePie, right? Yeah, PewDiePie. What is it? What is another one of the. Um, uh, what were the brothers? There's two brothers that do it now. Um, Logan. Logan Paul, I think. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, Gen Z loves that stuff, man. I mean, you know what it is, man? It's because you watch too much fucking TV and you won't let your kids watch the fucking TV, so they got to go to YouTube, man, and then they become yeah, the cult that's of... that's how that uh, whole thing developed. That's how that whole <laughs> They become the developed. cult of, uh, what is this, Beastmaster? No, Beastmaster, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, you know? Yeah, My you kid know. knew who he was. Yeah. You but, know? Like, oh, yeah, it's Mr. Beast. I'm like, okay. That's yeah. so crazy. No, do you know about Blippy? No. 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 Anyways, I, I have a nephew. He's like two, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's crazy is, like, Blippy's just some guy. He wears, like, a, you know, one of those dork, like, hats with the propeller on top, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the thing is, like, uh, you know, he just goes around, sings songs and things like that. But they're indoctrinating them at such a young age, man, because it's like... They're just following these and, you know, and they learn from these shows, too. So oh, yeah. it's just so crazy. The, um, you know, you don't got to be on TV uh, to be like to have a voice nowadays. Man. No. You can have a huge no, platform just like things yeah. have changed so much. You know? I actually Technology. think that like it obviously depends what you do with it. But that, I find it really inspiring, like Instagram, YouTube, all of the it puts so much ability and power with an independence within the creator's hands oh, and definitely like, even like you know everyone likes to rag on like influencers and models and stuff but it's like they're they, they are essentially like independent models they're creating their own career they're, they're, they're like dealing directly with and like having control of their own money whereas yeah. before you would have had to be completely beholden to an oh agency my God. or a studio they yeah, lowered you know? the entry barrier man you know exactly. and then and then basically it kind of evens the playing field man i mean at the end of the day you know for music man this is the biggest thing like before you have to you know try to get a record deal <clears throat> and then um and now it's like you know you kind of build your own success and then you talk to the record deals for you build your own now. following yeah, yeah exactly. if you don't come with a following they're not interested in exactly you, anymore. you know I mean, unless you're a kid and they've been kind of grooming you since you know you've been watching uh Mr. Beast, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been at it for a while. You know, he's exactly. He's probably been age. doing that like ten years, fifteen yeah. years. He's, you he's never know. Just you know? building slowly and slowly. Yeah. Now he has these insane ideas, and people are like, "Oh my god, I, I've, I have to watch this. I got to see who lasts, keeping their hand on this for the longest time, or who stays in the swimming pool for the longest yeah, time." Exactly. You know, you know, exactly. I do really like that. Relatedly, is that I find a lot of stuff online that's really, really weird and experimental and out there, but they do manage to get a lot, a relatively large following because it's so niche but because you then have this worldwide reach you're mm -hmm. getting those niche people and like just like we were talking before about street art communities or queer street art like these people are so thinly spread in reality but then online you can come together so there's people i follow i went to a show one of the first shows i went to in la at a gallery called lethal amounts it was um uh, curated by someone called palmer ham who's a queer artist and it was all pieces that were banned from social media so it was like mm. experimental artists and then they're more like experimental stuff and there was some uh people there like materials fecalis or like sad salvia that kind of they're this line of like human sculpture a little bit of drag and like very very weird like you'd have to look it up but they're amazing and this stuff is like 
some of the freakiest stuff that you'll see, but then they have a huge following online. Um, and so I think it can be a space for like really um, like where art can become even more experimental because it's you you can have that reach even if what your stuff is a bit more odd. Now let me let me ask you. You, t- you kind of talked about like drag queens. Are they like big influences? And in, I do. I, I really know part of my ignorance. You know, what I mean, I'm just saying like do they have shows or like. Uh, you know, how are they such a big influence? Like, do they yeah. have, like, talk shows, like RuPaul so kind of? I think, yeah, so they've been a big part of, like, queer culture for for forever, basically. Um, and I think because it's in the bars, there would be entertainers. Mm, there there would go. often be people that were involved in, like, queer politics. Um, so community members, things like that. And there's various histories depending on like where you are and what what type of um, like art form drag was doing because it's like in New York you have like the ballroom scene or you have in America there's like the pageant scene um, which we don't have in Europe. Europe it's much more about cabaret. So it's this whole like realm and it's so fascinating the history of this of this subculture basically. And what we're finding now because yeah because of RuPaul's Drag Race and other TV shows is that that subculture which has been um, not that seen for such a long time is now got this uh, wide visibility and people are loving it. Like I think Drag Race just won all of the Emmys possible or something. <laughs> they won like 12 <laughs> Emmys or something. And um, so it's very much like part of mainstream art now. Um, I'm sure so, like not everybody is seeing it, but it's definitely out there. And um, so that's that's changed how it relates to like the queer communities, but it's still it's like queer art basically I see, it's I performance see. it's ah, human sculpture yeah. it's it's um it's yeah it's everything do you I do like, drag as well as yourself yeah i do but you have a beard man yeah. it doesn't matter dude i've <laughs> no, seen I'm just trying to think. No, <laughs> my, my, i'm just trying to wrap my head around like I'm <laughs> there's so much like variety within like there's Sorry, a, you should see my wife when she doesn't wax i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding uh, love you sweetie <laughs> <laughs> i uh I do like uh, there's a lot um, of different types of drag, right? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm guessing. I do inanimate object drag, so <laughs> I'll dress as a giant cigarette or I'll dress as like a piece of bread. Um and then the Is this still drag or that's just Yeah, to me it is. Oh, I, I mean okay, okay, no, 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 wait a second. How do you dress as a piece of bread? I yeah, <laughs> I had it was made partly out of like paper and wood sticks and then I had like loaves of bread like f- stuck around my face. It's um, like Halloween, but <laughs> not on Halloween, man. Yeah, I mean, well, that's like uh, Halloween is like drag queen. You have Christmas. any pictures? It's like, ah, okay, okay. Uh, I do have. I don't. Okay, know. Well, we're gonna be see, to we're gonna be them putting up them up right now, like in the video. We're gonna. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing. Yeah, look at that. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> video magic. I think kind of in line with how say in Europe like drag was always more attached to cabaret is that um you can you can kind of do anything and that's what I love about it is that um conceptually it stands for there are no rules you can do anything like obviously the core of it has been like gender fuck historically but you don't even have to do a gender fuck like there's a lot of um a lot of queens that are uh, identify as women and then they'll do like a heightened version of femininity for their drag so they're not they're not actually switching up their gender. They're just this, but it's still drag because you're, um, I guess the core of it is the space and the community that you do it in and just the the 
absolute like theatricality of it and so there's a show that's based in LA mm. actually and I have a lot of friends that work on it called Dragula and so it's kind of like embellishing it. you're just embellishing the the character or the or yeah there's a place, there's a place well you can do anything like even so you can do minimalist stuff where like it wouldn't it would I guess be even like more naturalistic than everyday I mean it's basically anything anything you want to do it's it's to me it's performance art and there's what makes it drag is the space that you do it in I guess there's a place called Hamburger Mary's here in LA, I don't know if you've heard of it before. Yeah, I actually yeah. performed there. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course, he's performed there. <laughs> yeah, they do like drag queen bingo. I heard, right? You know what I mean? So it's drag just like, queen bingo. You know what? I'm just saying, if you get hammered, that sounds like it could be really entertaining. Yeah, that's all I'm, I'm saying. going on Saturday. If you bingo! Go, it's my friend's birthday. <laughs> Shout out to Courtney. Um, <laughs> you know, is it, a, is, it an, let me, is it an expensive hobby? Be, I'm just saying, like, just like, you know, so do you drag? Yeah. And I'm just it, saying because a lot of people you gotta come be. up with these ideas, it's like performance theatrical. You, yeah, you know what I it mean? can be. But I guess it's like painting. You have to buy that's like true. a canvas and paint. So but it, it, yeah, that's one of the things that stops me from doing it more is that I like I really don't want to spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> Chicks so spend a lot I'll, of money on clothes, man. You know, so yeah. I can imagine like, yeah, you got to be a you know, exaggerated chick, you know what I mean? It's so. just a lot of material a lot of the time and like makeup costs a lot. Like the way I do makeup, I just bought this like, fa it's basically face paint and then I'll just do the whole face with that. So there's a lot of drag people that would absolutely hate what I do. <laughs> um, and that's fine. It's going against the rules. <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, it is funny how you do get like kind of like in the wider world too. There are people that are more about like I, I well, I would call conservative, which is like they're very <laughs> into the rules and like needing criteria of what you need to do or not. And then like foul, yeah, that's a foul. I'm like the absolute opposite. Where I just love like the weirder you can do, the better, or like the more that you can push boundaries and like just. Like, Androgyny is definitely just super in right now. There's sometimes like, you know, people, a lot of like uh, uh, people complain saying like, oh, yeah, you know, they got to ask like, you know, what pronoun do you prefer? Kind of all these <laughs> things like that. Right. That's that's actually like the proper way to address somebody that you don't know their gender. Yeah, you don't want to offend them. I think, want, uh, right? But I'm just trying to be like, respectful. At first, I was like, do you, you would never run into a situation that you need to do that. But then, you know, especially here in L.A., man, a lot of times lately, you, you really don't know if they're... Uh, but then again, it's just like, you know, what does it matter, right? <laughs> yeah, just try to be as respectful as you can, Yeah, right? Exactly, man. But, I mean, so uh, you have any projects coming up, Dave? Uh, yeah, I am. Besides the London one, I mean, that you mentioned. Yeah, I just did that. That I didn't think I said what it was. This was really fun. I ended up doing, it was based on my parents' wedding photo. And I actually, to roll back a little bit, I didn't tell them I was coming back for Christmas and my whole family was there. So I, they thought that I was about to get on the phone with them and I was still in LA and I showed up at their front door. Oh, I, like, I bet they hey. love that, huh? <laughs> they did. They were, my dad, my dad was so great. He's, um, he's 60 now. And he was like, you know, when you get to being 60, there's not a lot of new experiences to have. And this is a new experience. <laughs> this is a new feeling. And I was That's like, cool. You go dad. That's great, um, man. That's great. And then, so then on top of that, I then did the mural without telling them and I like went through some old photos found like their wedding photos and then I based it on that and then fucked it up gave them like double eyes and like made their hair into birds and had flowers and like loads of stuff collaged in 
Um, and then I got them down to London by being like, you've never seen one of my paintings. So like, I would love for you to see it. And they thought it was going to be a drag queen, but then it was, it was them. them. <laughs> awesome. How did they feel about it? They liked it. Yeah. Awesome. They were into it. You know, they, well, cause you said you kind of stylized it a bit, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, cause I told, they, they asked me, oh, so why is it double eyes stuff? And I was like, honestly, I wanted to just, uh, for that part, I wanted to like, hide your identity a bit because they're the last people that would want like a picture of themselves like my they don't like sure. me posting them online and stuff like that sure. which is totally uh, um, up to them so i was like if i can obscure what you look like a little bit but then it's still you then i can have that thought of like this is a gift for you but without it's it pretty clever like, i like that yeah but um yeah so th i did that and then i have some murals coming up in la i'm doing one down in long beach at one f with the public santi gallery that we talked about earlier I'm going to do one with them. And then the main thing I'm working on right now is a, like a video series. So I'm going to become a Mr. Beast YouTuber. <laughs> hey, dude. That's it's, awesome, man. It's, uh, it's there to be Let taken. Let us know, you know and then mean? we will definitely promote it on yeah. LA Street Gallery. Well, man. dude, it may be long before this dude, we're hoping he promotes us. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, no, uh, I mean, this guy's got... Yeah. I'm remember you, who loves you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> anyway, I just got to tell you, this, this Rainbow Warrior, man, I mean, like, it's really, really cool, man. Like... Just the brush strokes that you, you know the Thank hair you, is like oh, just yeah. really really cool man and we're you know, looking at some of his work yeah, yeah the, the people that one sold recently in san francisco and it was two guys from norway and then they invite they bought it and then invited me to their wedding oh that's <laughs> so cool. oh. Which was really nice I was like, oh, nice that's so cool but uh, i should say actually because you were say before about to help get people on the podcast things like that the video series i'm doing is all about it's me like live painting other artists and then talking about mental health and how the intersection of mental health and art and then also queerness when it's queer artists. And then so I'm going to be live painting them and then the painting's going to be like a reflection of our conversation. Nice. So it's like another way of making, yeah, like painting a vehicle for talking about mental health and psychology and how we can all like support each other in that. Um, so anybody who is listening or in the LA area, if that's something you're interested in being involved with, then I, either as a guest or as... Um, any function like reach out because that's my big that's the project I'm starting and I'm really what's like, the best way to reach you uh, Instagram I think at David Puck artist P-U-C-K like a hockey puck I always have to say that because people don't they're like what pack what, what is that <laughs> you know what, I also want to mention a project that we're uh, we're um, promoting as well um, it's through the students rebuild um, on Instagram and uh, they basically do projects with students all over the world where they uh, have them inspire them to do some artwork and then they send the artwork in and for each piece of artwork they receive they make a donation to a cause in another country that's promoting you know school students uh, teaching in some way and uh, one of the reasons why i really like it is because they have it all you know written out to where you see exactly what it's spent on and everything so um that's one of the really cool things i like about <clears throat> the way they set up their program but that's awesome. this uh this season the uh the theme is hunger okay so uh we want any artist that has been <coughs> on the paint the town podcast as well as any graffiti artists or uh street artists in the uh la uh la area la street art gallery that have been featured in la street art gallery um to do a piece that is um addresses hunger and it can be you know any different um, perspective or um, you know concept uh, you know just looking for different ideas um, of how to uh, how to represent that and uh, you know and kind of leaving it open like that uh, we're hoping that some people will come up with some different ideas that maybe we never would have thought of um, and ways to help people realize that uh, hunger and how big of a problem it is and you know nutrition and um, 
you know how it just it becomes as part of what you do you know if you're, if you're not fed well then you, you can't really function well so um we uh, just wanted to mention that in there and uh, again if you're going to be uh, doing a piece then we want you to tag students rebuild um the ptt show um pttp show print town podcast show and la street art gallery and uh tag us on your on your post and um so we're just going to try to get as many uh, pieces as we, can, as we can up in the streets. And uh, so each piece that is done, basically, they're going to be making donations to the this year's cause. And uh, we're going to keep an, an ongoing tally of this. And um, at the end of the season, um, we will uh, put together a little report and let you know how it went. So um, all you guys out there that are listening. Uh, students rebuild on Instagram. Yeah, students rebuild on Instagram. Yeah, it's for a good cause. Yeah, and uh, go check them out. We'll and, post your art. Um Please uh, try to come up with some, you know, some pieces that have to do with hunger. So, uh, anyway. Um, awesome. Well, that's pretty much, I mean. I th- what do we, uh, oh, yeah. That's there. pretty much an hour, man. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I thank you. Yeah, thank flies. you so much for yeah, uh, coming down here and spending yeah. time Anything else you want to, uh, I mean, you know, share with the audience, man? I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of, some UK people listen, hopefully. You know what I mean? It's weird to have, like, a good amount of like uk people listening we got actually. people all yeah. over the world exactly. actually that, so cool. that listen you know yeah. we don't have a huge following just yet but we've noticed that our our, our followers tend to keep you know checking out the uh, the episodes nice. and we have people all over the world uh, he has a way of being able to watch who uh, you know how many people and where they are watch or and listen in so that's great um, we're slowly building we're in no hurry to uh you know try to accomplish anything you know that uh, isn't ready to be accomplished yet but everything there's some projects in the works um and uh we're just gonna try to take it nice and slowly and make sure we do everything as as right as possible so that uh we have a good strong foundation and uh once we get this thing built that it's indestructible yeah because otherwise you end up like the tooth with the smelliness oh, underneath God. please people Come you have the one last thought people <laughs> when you go get your teeth checked out tell them to take different angles of your roots because they may miss one it may go behind the other one do like the sleeper and Public the sleeper pin yeah, it's the sleeper pin and bowling or whatever it's or hiding behind another root but or else you're going to get the stanky tooth like oh teeth. god it's <laughs> so embarrassing right. it's one of the most embarrassing things well, in my guys that follow girl us. was so cute I was flirting and she was like just not after that it was just like she didn't know who I was you have the stanky tooth, man. <laughs> but yeah, follow us at PTTP Show, guys, and uh, send us a DM, leave us a review. Appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, well, thank you, David, for coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, thank man. you for having me. Definitely. Take care, guys. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Peace. Peace. You may